Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On to pushing through. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And not as always, we have a big trade in the NBA, even though it's been happening, you know, the last few years. We've talked about him for quite some time this season. He impressed you early on. We, of course, are talking about James Harden and BJ Armstrong. James Harden is going to the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Big Three, the new Big Three, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden all together in Brooklyn. What a time. How are you feeling? <laughs> Let's dissect this. I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait to talk about it, but I'm going to be very specific. So before I go on my hour rant like everyone else, I'm just going to be very specific, and I'm going to try to not only talk, but I want to listen. So I want to be very specific and answer the questions, my friend, because clearly there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's dissect this. Let's analyze it, visualize yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> and whatever other eyes we can put on it. So uh, let's get it. Let, 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 let's get what to I'm it. visualizing right now is the basketball in Brooklyn just getting pounded into the ground by James Harden and, uh, you know, and Kyrie and KD. It's good. That basketball is going to get worked in Brooklyn. It's going to be fun. But I'll give the details of the trade, BJ, before we get into it. The Rockets are going to get Victor Oladipo. Uh, that happens via trade with the Pacers. They're going to get Curix. They're going to get Dante Exum, uh, you know, from Australia, son of Cecil Exum, who went to North Carolina, BJ. Love Cecil Exum. Love Dante. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Nets are going to get four first-round picks. Uh, the Nets are also are going to give up for four first-round picks. The Nets are going to get James Harden. Uh, the Pacers are going to get uh, Karis LeVert, uh, a 2023 second-round pick. They're also The Cavs are going to get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Uh, the winner in this trade, of course, is James Harden the night before he has a press conference. He says to the city of Houston, I've given all I have uh, to you. We are not good enough. Um, I'm sorry, uh, but I'm not sorry. The, the time is up. Thanks. You know, that's what he said. The next day, the trade happens. The NBA uh, world is ablaze. The, ablaze. the, the, the Shams uh, bombs are dropped. The Woj bombs are dropped, BJ. And there you have it. James Harden goes to Brooklyn. We're still waiting to see what's going on with Kyrie. He will miss his fifth game uh, for personal reasons. But you believe he will be back on the basketball court. I do as well. Um, and, of course, we have Kevin Durant, who's shooting degree to mer- commercials today uh, and obviously playing really well and obviously got a good win last night against the New York Knicks. But, BJ, what do you think? James Harden to the Nets. What, <laughs> does it, what, what does this look like? That's the first thing for me. I got one word for all of this. I've been thinking about this for quite some time. Is it chaos? It seems yesterday. like chaos. You know, normally, Tate, I don't listen to a lot of the pundits and <laughs> experts out here, but I was intrigued by what they were going to say. Like, 
what was gone what were what were they going to say what were the what 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 was what were the all the analytics and the analyzing and scrutinize and all of the things that what were they going to say and i was i've been fascinated by all of this i got one word for all of this i want to sum it up whatever <laughs> as my wife tells me quite frequently <laughs> whatevs <laughs> now the reason i say that Tate, is because I don't want to ever disrespect what it means to win in this league, mm -hmm. let alone win a championship. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone say the game has changed. Okay, I, I hear you. Explain. Why has it changed? Well, it's three-point shooting. The rules have changed. I agree with that. Bigs are shooting threes now. I agree with that. But when that ball goes up, Tate, after that, that, that jump ball, competition don't change. Mm -hmm. The team that's going to defend, rebound, and pass don't change. The team that understands and values leadership with this idea in mind, I got to figure this out. Yep. Don't change. So as much as we say the game has changed, the game hasn't changed. And it will never change. But my answer is whatever. <laughs> because right now, the leadership that's going to be needed from within the Nets organization, and I don't care where it comes from. It can come from the owner. It can come from the head coach. It can come from the general manager. It can come from the players. Mm -hmm. The clock is on now. The leadership that's necessary because now they got to figure it out. Yep. Now, as a former player, let me go, let me, let me go back to what I do know. As y'all like to say, facts. Let's get to the facts. Midas, make sure we put the facts. facts. I've never seen a team win without practicing. Well, I just got a memo from the NBA telling me we're going to reduce and there will be no practice. Facts. Mm -hmm. They just told me games going to be postponed and all of these things. Facts. <laughs> COVID. Facts. Mm -hmm. I can't even high five. Yep. My own players, let alone another yeah. player. Facts. How are we going to win, Tate, if we don't practice? Okay. Let me keep going. Tate, I spent my entire life either trying to get in shape, maintain being in shape, or get to the proper shape where I needed to be to compete at the highest level. How are you going to get in shape, Tate, in 10 days? seven to 10 days to play a, an entire NBA season. Mm. Facts. James Harden missed all the training camp. James Harden is a, I want to say this, he is a unique and a very special talent, offensive talent, for sure. He's a very unique player. James Harden, I, but I got to call it like I see it. James Harden is not in shape right now. Mm -hmm. James Harden is not in shape right now to play and do what now we're talking about doing, which is winning NBA title. Yep. Because let me give you the formula, Tate, which won't change. You got to score a lot of points. Facts. <laughs> but you got to stop somebody. Well, if you aren't in shape to give the necessary effort and energy to do that, how are you going to do it, Tate? Mm. Mm. And by the way, now Coach Nash can't even practice. Yeah. 
So all of these things that we're talking about, all these analytics, and let's analyze the stats, usage rate, PER, true <laughs> shooting percentage, and all of those things. That sounds great. Now I need somebody to perform. Oh, there's that word again. Mm. That's going to have to perform under pressure and actually get the job done. So without question, if they are who the experts said they are, let's presume they that they are. This is going to be a minimum four to six week period where they're going to have to get in shape. Like Kyrie Irving is just not going to pop up tomorrow. He's not in game shape. Yeah, he's he's he can't be. Yeah, it's impossible. Kevin Durant can't be in that type of shape. Is he getting there? As long as he keeps playing, yeah. he will get there. James Harden, by the photos that I've seen, maybe my television is messed up. And this is no slight, no shade. He can't be in shape. He missed all the training camp. He can't be in shape. <laughs> so what am I saying here? Coach Nash has a massive, massive task at hand. Yep. And we ain't talking about just going out here scoring points. He's got a massive task at hand, and it's called, where's this leadership going to come from? Mm -hmm. You cannot have a player like Kevin Durant on your team and not push all of your chips to the middle of the table. I'm going to give the positives, which I'm going to give the Brooklyn Nets franchise, is they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table. Yep. We can argue here, which would be a healthy debate about whether we agree with the moves or or disagree with the moves. That's a healthy debate. Give the front front office or the ownership credit. Yep. We got Kevin Durant as our best player. We're pushing all the things in the middle of the mm -hmm. table. Now, Steve Nash, I don't know how you're going to figure this out. But what I can tell you is that this is a huge responsibility because you have limited court time, you have limited practice time, you have a team that has to get in a level of conditioning to play at this level. Yep. And then we gotta win games, by the way, by doing it. Now, there is a reason that the LA Lakers are the best team in basketball right now. It's because the LA Lakers are perhaps one of the only teams, one, they're in great condition mm -hmm. because they only took, what, 70 days off? Yeah. Yep. And defensively, they are light years ahead of everyone else because, one, they're in condition to do it. And, two, they have a very unique player who is equivalent to, like, a Lawrence Taylor on as, as a linebacker. Yep. Anthony Davis is a very unique player who defensively allows them – to say, if you don't score, if we don't score, and you don't score, we still have a chance to win mm -hmm. the game. Because Anthony Davis is a unique talent on the defensive end. I don't see any defensive talents on the Brooklyn Nets. And, and Jared Allen is no I knock. mean, Jared Allen is one of those guys. And they just lost exactly. And they just lost Jared Allen. So now we're saying, okay, they can score. Big three, big whatever, whatever you want to call it. I like them. I, I, hey. Kevin Durant can score with the best of them. James Harden, 
Kyrie Irving. But now they got to figure this one out. Secretly, Tate, secretly. Here's my secret here. I kind of like it. Mm. Why? Because it's a very dysfunctional environment right now. And I know my personality. My secret about my personality is, all right, if I can can share that with our listeners is if you want to be successful and you want to win in this league, in the NBA, you better be able to function in a dysfunctional environment. (laughs) The challenges that I look at with the Brooklyn Nets, it kind of gets me excited. Why? Because you got every reason to believe that it won't work. Yep. You got every reason. Steve Nash is probably going, well, how's this going to work? You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's saying this, but I'm just saying you look at it on paper like, well, this guy here, uh, he's a, he's a, he, you know, he's a, he's a problem to deal with. And this guy can't pass the ball. This guy dribbles too much. Da, 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 da. You got every reason to believe it won't work. Oh, this guy hasn't showed up. He's a distraction to the team. I've been hearing some people say he should retire. He should do. Here's my real secret though. I like the dysfunction. Mm. I play for perhaps one of the most dysfunctional coaches in the history of the NBA, Phil Jackson. (laughs) Dennis Rodman is not for everybody. Problems that happen on a championship caliber team. If this is all that happened, that Kyrie Irving took a little week off of practice. If this is all that happened, then that's light work. Yeah. That's nothing. That's light. That's this is, this is nothing. This is honestly, this is nothing compared to what I've seen. Yeah. But I know I'm a little messed up. I want to use another word, but I know I'm a messed up person mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. I I kind of like this dysfunction that's going on because now I'm in my element. I'm in my environment. I'm 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 <laughs> I'm kind of fascinated, but not what they can do on the court, but how we're gonna really manage the people. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's what life is all about. Life throws you a curveball. You deal with mm-hmm. it. You figure it mm-hmm. out. Now. The person I'm most interested in with this situation is Kevin Durant. Me too. Because Kevin Durant is finally in the place where I think he always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. He's the centerpiece of a championship run. And clearly, he will either get all of the credit or take all of, all of the responsibility. Yep. But it's his. But it's his yep. It's his baby yep. now. Yep. It's, okay. I watched him last night closely. Kevin Durant, I'm going to say it. Kevin Durant functioned in the in the in the very dysfunctional environment last night. He thrived in it. <laughs> he was very comfortable where all of this was going. Everyone was talking about the trade. Everyone was talking about all these other they had things. players that and didn't Kevin show up Durant, to the game that didn't play. He yeah. was calm. Yep. He was calm in the interviews. <laughs> he was very aware of everything that was going on, and more importantly, he performed when the bright lights came yep. on. Now I'm I'm like okay, this is right. This is now I'm seeing something mm-hmm. because everyone can't function on that stage when that bright light shines on them. Some people shy away from that. Kevin Durant ran to the light last mm-hmm. night, and I was ready to run right there yep. with him because that's the type of dysfunctional people I need to deal with if I'm going to make a championship caliber run. Now. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if there's enough time. I don't know if there's enough practice time. But Kevin Durant right now 
appears to be because I know I don't know this, but I'm certain of this. All three of them guys are talking. <laughs> They're face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, they are in communication. Okay. I'm not worried about no coaching. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about anything. But I got to believe that them players are talking to one another. And I got to believe that they have a plan. I may not agree with the plan. Mm-hmm. I may not agree how the plan was executed. But I got to believe that all three of them understand something that you and I don't understand. And I'm just as interested to find out because Kevin Durant, if he's able to get back healthy, and he certainly is putting up some numbers right now, they got a chance. They have a fighter's chance. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they can score with the best of yep. them. <laughs> yep. Now, I don't know who they're going to stop. I don't know how they're going to get in shape. That they got a fighter's chance. This is a heavyweight title or heavyweight contender right now. And they could knock you out in a hurry yeah. <laughs> if they get the right blow yep. in. Okay? So I want to see Kevin Durant's now ability to rally his troops mm-hmm. like all the great ones yep. do. Okay? I'm not looking at Kevin Durant putting up 30 points a night. He's going to do that regardless. I'm looking at Kevin Durant do one thing. Can he rally his troops on the road to do what's absolutely necessary? Because now I got to look at him and ask this question. Mm -hmm. Is he going to figure it out? And, and, And it's great because with Kevin Durant, he did, he was the scoring champ. He was the MVP. He goes to Golden State. He's the finals MVP. The bright lights are on him. He's done all those things. But like you said, he's never felt like it was him. It was his it was his it was his show, right? It was his world and we're living. This is his baby. Yeah, this now. is Kevin Durant's world and we're living in it. This is yeah. his I feel like I'm watching an artist yeah. at work. Mm-hmm. And I went and and the beautiful thing about it is we are going to get a chance to see it on display. For the entire time, because there won't be any practice. Mm -hmm. There won't be anything that we can't see because the practice are really the games. James Harden is going to have to take four to six weeks just to get in the proper conditioning that's necessary to do Mm -hmm. this. And we're going to have to see this in the game, like because we know they're not going to be doing this in practice. We're going to see them work out all of their kinks on that television. Because we're not going to be at the game. in prime time. We're going to see all of the mistakes. We're going to see all the ups and downs. But I'm interested in Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant right now, he can function in this. And I watched him last night. His, he, 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 some players are better when it's chaos. He had a he had a pep about him yesterday that was like, okay, this is exciting to me. Yeah. He's some people can function in this. Mm-hmm. So my my answer is I got I got one I got one word. Whatever. What time is the next game? Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? I don't need no more numbers. I want to see it. I don't need no more, yeah. I don't need no more usage rates. I don't need 
Let's be about this action right now. And right now, Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's go time. Let's get it's it. go time. <laughs> it's, that's it. So I'm a little excited about this trade is because I love these challenges. This is a challenge that's yeah. like, because how, how would you do this? Like, like, how do you do this? Who trades for who trades for a play, who trades for a player of James Harden caliber during the season? And your other player is away from the team, and the other player is coming back from an injury. I got a first year head coach. I, I like how does this work? How does this work? <laughs> Why would it work? Mm-hmm. What what give me something that's gonna tell me it's gonna work? There's no defense in sight. <laughs> but I like it. Mm. I like mm. it. I really like it. I like I like it. So it's a little, it's a little odd. I'm not, I'm not debating that. You know, Kyrie could not come back. Even if Kyrie doesn't come back, I'm gonna say this. I'm still expecting them to come out of the Eastern Conference. Mm. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of all places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. And we're also brought to you by our friends at First Leaf. There's nothing like that Friday feeling when you're trying to get home. You got done with the long work week. We've recorded all the shows. Just want to get back and wind down. But I don't have to wait for that feeling to kick in once a week because with the award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like that Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you. Because the only thing better than one fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up at your doorstep. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine you're guaranteed to love. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. I was, you know, pretty simple. I thought I was going to be one of those people that, you know, I just got the cab, usual, casual. But I started getting wines, some Barolos, uh, some wines from Argentina, some wines from, you know, Spain. And I'm, you know, my palate has expanded and First Leaf has made that possible. Plus, First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You'll always get award-winning wine for an unbeatable low price what are you waiting for get that friday feeling like i do any day with first leaf join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for 29.95 and free shipping just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash tate that's tryfirstleaf.com slash t-a-t-e that's six bottles of wine for 29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash take back to pushing through First Leaf, there you have it. And joining us now, a very special guest, a recurring guest on this program. It is, of course, Coach Brendan Sir. Coach Sir, thanks for coming on. BJ is fired up as always, and we got to hear your thoughts on Brooklyn. Coach, I don't know where I learned this word. I said, I, I, told, I told Tate, I got one word for all of this. Whatever. As I texted you last night. And I'm going to turn it over for you. That's all I care about. Because you know what? I got every reason to believe that this won't work, but it's so dysfunctional. 
I'm intrigued by it now, mm. coach, because, you know, you got to be able to function in a dysfunctional environment. And I know the coach, if given this opportunity, would have a plan. I know the coach would. Not many people could function in this type of dysfunctional environment. But they say even but the clock's it, right twice a day, right? <laughs> even the clock is right. So, coach, we have every reason to believe it won't work. But you and I know that if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody can't coach the bad boys. Mm -hmm. Everyone can't coach Dennis Rodman. Everyone can't coach Michael Jordan. But some of them can. Are you recording now? You should be. You should be recording. We, we are recording. We are recording, Coach. We're going live. We live right now, Coach. No, you should be recording. Yeah. Well, um, well. Where should we start, BJ? Where oh, Coach, we can start wherever you want to start, Coach. We got a. He's we fired got, up. We got coach, so man. much not. We got so much knowledge here, Coach. Where to start? How about we just say we don't know where to start, so let's well, just start. <laughs> well, you know, uh, what ha what happens is, uh, you know, in in modern-day sports, you know, it's about can we buy a championship? And and every now and then you can. Rarely, though, rarely. Too many things come into team sport. Um, it's really hard to develop a team. Baseball, you can do it. Yep. You get a great pitcher, you get a great out, you know, you can buy a team. The Dodgers have done it, you know, and they're doing to do it. Tampa Bay doesn't, right? In baseball, mm -hmm. you know. Uh Tampa Bay Bucks are trying to do it, football, you know. So I think, you know, and we know that BJ, there's three ways to build a team, right? A draft, you know, it's how we used to do it all in the beginning. You're drafted by the Bulls, Michael's drafted by the Bulls, etc. Trade. Yep, that's really free agency. Yep, that's the other way. Uh, but then, you know, then where does all the other stuff come in? You, you take all those three different dimensions, and now you got to make them a team. So now what you have, let's fast forward Brooklyn, because that's what we want to talk about today. With Brooklyn, we have three the three superstars. I don't know if I've ever seen this. Probably not, because the cap is so high. At a, what, $109 million, roughly? BJ mm -hmm. ballpark. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. We have three players making $114.8 million. <laughs> all right. On the team, you know, so what we're trying to do is have three players beat 15. Um, you know, where do you get this support system? You know, you got Joe Harris in there, the payroll. Thank God Joe Ty bought the team, you know, and right. so, you know, he's got unlimited funds. Uh, so, uh, you know, we have that. But what we find out when you do do that is that the piece has got to fit. So Jordan and Pippen fit. You fit with them. You make some trades. They all fit. You got a coach that knows how to make it all work. You know, same thing with the Pistons. Uh, even last year with the Lakers, you know, you know, they had AD. They had Frank Vogel. But the pieces fit. Leadership is good. The guys cooperate, et cetera. They do their thing. Now these are just strictly hired guns. And, and, and what you have, though, and this is my biggest thing, I think LeBron James is one of the greatest leaders we see in team sports right now. I think he's just that good. Uh, he is totally at 36 years of age and 
whatever number of years, 18 years, whatever in the league, he has totally matured into understanding our business as a, what I call a PhD. He's a genius in professional basketball. He understands what it takes to win. Uh, he understands how to lead a group. Uh, he understands when and how to cooperate with a coaching staff. And I, and I think all those things are so important. He knows when to get on guys' ass and when not to. <laughs> but more importantly, LeBron James is a freaking winner, okay? He wants to win. Uh, and I think that is so important. Now, two of the three guys on this triumphant have won world championships, Kyrie and Durant. But neither one of them was the guy. You know, you know KD joined a 73-win team. It wasn't like they weren't going to do. When you say the guy, you're saying neither one of no, them were they the primary the, leader. That wasn't the reason that team won. They won championships before KD got there. He was the MVP in the finals, but he had so much star power around him. But more importantly, he had great teammates around him. He he was you know so he joined a 73 win team. <laughs> That's a lot of freaking wins. <laughs> 73 wins. He joined that team and made him even better. Sure, they had very good coaching staff. They had Draymond, internal leader. Steph led in his own way. Uh, Clay Thompson played his role. They had guys that were terrific role players and role players at the highest level in the league. And then he came in and all he had to do was do his thing. And he did it really well. Mm -hmm. And then he runs away. Okay, fine. For whatever reason, he goes to another place. Kyrie Irving, he wins because of LeBron. No problem. Uh, then he wants to leave. And he wants to leave while LeBron is still there. He leaves and goes to Boston. And what we found out, he doesn't have any leadership ability. And you don't win in this business without being having great leadership on teams. That's my biggest thing. He doesn't lead. He doesn't lead others. Frankly, right now, he's not even leading himself. And so... Uh, and I have found that on really when you dissect championship teams you and real teams, you must have internal leadership. And that's players. That's not coaches. It's internal leadership of players, people that want to do the right thing together. And uh, regarding James, there's no re there's no I mean, James is like he's an MVP. He's he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen in the league one of the most dynamic scores we've ever seen, but this guy has never been able to win. Yeah. And, and now he basically quit on his team before they even started. Uh, you know, so now he then, you know, basically threw his teammates all under the bus to get at her. Doesn't care at all about anyone on that team except himself. Um, came in at, as a professional, uh, one of prime performance in the league came in in the worst shape of his career. Um, and now we're saying, Oh, let's bet on this dysfunctional group to win a championship. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Do they have the most talent of three players? Not even close private. Right. But are they committed to really winning? Are they committed to being a team? You don't, even in a 72 game season, you just don't go, you just don't press a button and say, okay, here we go. Because what we've now learned is that this season is a really hard season for players because of outside forces, the virus, the pandemic, 
It is, it's a stranglehold on guys. They can't leave. That's why I compliment LeBron so much. Anyone that can do what they did by staying true in the bubble deserve a lot of credit yeah. for the amount of time they were there. But now all of a sudden we have these guys that you can't, you can't uh, do anything except basketball, basketball, basketball. You can't have a social life, unfortunately, unless it's with your spouse, you know, because you, the protocol is now in, you know, you're going to get fined. You're going to get suspended. You're going to be sat down. It, it, you really got to sacrifice and you had to sacrifice your whole career as a player. It's really hard to sacrifice this year more than ever. So it's easy to say they're going to win. Are they the favorites? Absolutely. If you have that much talent, you should be the favorites. But let's see what happens. Mm. Thank you. Drive home safely. <laughs> I, I love it, Coach Sir. But I think it's a great point because, you, like you said, they have the most talent, and I think that's the, the, the problem in the NBA, or at least from the fan perspective usually, is that they see the team with the most talent. They say, well, in basketball terms – three of the five players there are MVP caliber players or have been on that stage. So therefore they're the best. And that's not necessarily the case. So when, when you look at this team, who has to be the leader? I mean, we we were just talking about this. KD no. obviously is the guy most likely. They, they don't, you can't, you can't flip a coin or pull a, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, pull a lottery chip and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be the leader. None <laughs> of them are leaders. They have no ability to lead anyone else. Mm -hmm. They can't lead themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, if they get themselves to the game, that's a good start. Yeah, but they're not leaders. Okay, coach. Let me ask you this though: they're they're good performers. Mm -hmm. they're, does, they're, go ahead, my friend. Does Kevin <laughs> does Kevin Durant have the talent to be the lead guy? We're not talking about lead play. No, I'm just I'm just so asking the, a question. I'm just asking it. I'm just asking a question. Guy, what do you mean by lead guy? Lee, Lee guy. The best player? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Did that with, the, with Golden State. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what we're saying, I want to just define it to yeah. the, I mean, you're you're talking at the game at a very high level. Yeah, I just want to make we're sure. We're talking about the ability of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zero. So what, what you're saying is to lead are all of the external things because you of experience winning at the highest level. You just don't turn this on and turn it off. Either it's there. Internal leadership is absolutely necessary to win in this league. We're not talking about just having very talented players. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the internal leadership and all of the things that's necessary because you and I have this incredible respect for the game and what it means to not only win in this league, let alone win at a championship caliber level. Yep. I just want to make sure that we clarify that to our BJ, listeners. BJ, that's a great point. And, and here's the thing. And I'm not picking on Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think no, he's no. a phenomenal player. Yes. Kyrie Irving, ridiculous talent. Best handles maybe we've seen in ages, you know? Right. But, uh, and, and James Harden, my God, I, I don't know. There's no way to stop the guy. Okay, so we got these three guys that are iconic talents, right? That's not the problem. Let me say, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, if 
their teammate, who they brought to the squad with him, was AWOL. We can't find you. Would they have gotten that guy there immediately? Amen. How do you not get your running mate back with the team? No, if he has problems, we have all the resources in our great league and all the teams do to help people. Just, that's all right. But you can't say I got problems and then I'm out partying. Can't do that. You know, we can't go out during the bubble and go have wings in Atlanta at one of my favorite restaurants. Okay. You can't do that. What's your favorite wings, Coach, by the way? What's your I don't do wings. I, I do uh, 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 I do Raising Canes. Oh, okay. okay. I, 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 don't, I don't mess with the real other stuff. Uh, but that's what leadership does. They influence people. They guide people. They mentor people. They discipline people. They are there to take them where they can't take themselves. Mm. Coach. That's called coaching. Mm. And that's what you have to do as a leader. I always said that I learned way more from my players, you included, than they ever learned from me. You taught me how to coach better. But uh, these guys right now, in my opinion, all have what I call a fixed mindset. We know everything. The great people in all walks of life have a growth mindset. They want to get better. Mm -hmm. They want to improve. So if, you, if you're sitting there as a performer, and think of all the great musical, I know you love music. If you think of all the great performers, they're not doing the same music they did when they started. They keep moving, growing and getting better. Learn from others. All of a sudden you see someone that you're in the recording studio with and all of a sudden the guy does something and you say, man, I never thought he had to do that. You know, and you learn from people. And that's how we've done it as players. You learn and other moves from other people you make up my best plays I've ever designed or ones of my players figured out for me. Okay. These guys aren't doing anything to help lead each other. And I feel sorry for Steve Nash that as a first year head coach, he, I really like him. Oh, you know, you want to be a head coach? Go ahead, brother. Here you go. <laughs> wow. Thank God. Mike D'Antoni's there. Yeah. Right. Thank right. God mm -hmm. for that. Because he's seen it all, you know, as, as a coach. But, you know, they, they've now mortgaged their future on it. They're rolling the dice. That's cool. That's cool. That's fine if you want to do that. You know, they're close, you know. Hey, and if it pays off, that's fantastic. You know, I hope, I don't hope it does because it would almost be rewarding the wrong stuff. But I know one thing in team sports, you better have internal leadership. And we, I love football, love pro football, love, mm -hmm. I love college football. And if you'd noticed the other day, Nick Saban, when they won the championship says, they said, you're seventh championship. You're the greatest coach of all time. He says, I didn't I won because I have terrific players who love to play and they, they deserve all the credit. I don't deserve anything. That's what a coach says. Mm -hmm. And I, what he also said was the thing I'm most proud about is these kids all improved as people while they were here. Their their value as human beings came, went up. That's the purpose of being part of a team. You know, it's multiplicity. 
you know, you put Mac Jones back there, guy doesn't get a rep for three years, then all of a sudden you put him back there, greatest offense of all time. Same thing happened with Joe Burrows when you surround them with great guys that mesh and fit. So I, I, I think that's what you – but three guys saying, I'm the man, and you're ready for this, Kyrie, James, Kevin can do a little. Those other guys don't guard anyone. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck trying to win championships. But my friends, Frank Gaisola, said yesterday they're going to give up 140 games, but they have the ability to score 150. Yeah. You know? Right. That's right. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, Coach, one thing that you pointed out that I think uh, you're just talking about the evolution. I think one of the things that gets lost with basketball players, especially some of the young guys that I know, is that when you talk about the evolution, they, they think that you're talking about basketball skills. You know, So it's like Kevin Durant has like, I have evolved my game over the years. I have done all these different things. I can play in all three different phases of the court. I can do all these different things. I have developed my skills to the ultimate level. Same with Kyrie. He probably feels that way. But there is a people – uh, you know, the just normal common sense people skills that plays into you know basketball and team and all that sort of stuff that comes into it that maybe doesn't get developed because you're so focused and lasered in on the basketball at times. And I think that was one of the things that I've always heard from BJ when we talked about the last dance and you know playing on those Bulls teams. The best times that they had was the camaraderie, just being around each other. And it's a little bit different nowadays. We're we're not the same where we're all talking like you know. KD probably feels like he would be intrusive to go pick up Kyrie, but in you know BJ's day, he's like, I'm gonna go pick up Dennis Rodman. You know, I'm gonna bring him to the facility, and yeah, right. and and it's like a different time. But those same human elements of the game exist, and I think you know, as much as the game has changed, and we joke about that, the game is still very similar. It's still people, and you're still trying to lead people, and you're still trying to get people to buy in, and and that is a a skill that is. Like you said, I mean, there's a certain group of people, Magic, you know, Jordan, LeBron. You have to have that sort of factor or that sort of skill set to make it work, and it's hard to do, and you have to develop it over time as a person, not just as a player. Tate, what I, what I think you mentioned uh, is that this is all about people. This isn't about basketball. This is about people. And how do you get people to perform? You know, when you get people to perform if they really share the same vision and goal. Yep. But chances are, and guys like Phil Jackson and them are really good at establishing what our vision is. And sometimes your internal leadership of your players really gets it. And I, mean, I think I've often told the story about Isaiah when I joined him in the middle of the season from the Atlanta Hawks. I said, hey, man, what are our goals? And I'm like waiting to get like, because I'm coming from the UB Brown Mike Fratello stable and I'm waiting for him to tell me like five goals we have. And he says, we have goals. We got two. win the game we're playing next that night and win in the championship. There ain't nothing else. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. Simplified the hell out of things for me, you know, and they weren't worried about two or three weeks down the road. They were worried about that game that night. And I've never forgotten that because the ne- the most important game you play in team sports is the next one. And don't, you know, I told BJ, I'm really impressed that the Lakers as a group are really taking care of business. They're beating the teams, but for the most part, they're supposed to beat. That's really hard to do, especially in this environment we're in. And that's because BJ and I both know 
if you really want to win a championship and you're not in the bubble, it really helps to have home court advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I won two. We had home court both times, even though we won every game on the road. You know, we beat the Lakers Co- twice. We beat Portland three times on the road. We won every game on the road. But it and to be a great championship team like the Bulls were, you have to be able to win on the road. Mm-hmm. But we won every game on the road. And that's but, – but we had the home court advantage. And I never underestimate that, you know, because in a seven-game series, you don't want game seven on the road. Coach, yep. in this in, – in the bubble – you know, you and I spoke many of evening about home court. In this current situation, do you think home court really matters, even though there are no fans? Yeah, because you still have to, you have to travel still. Okay. You have to travel, and travel this year will be hard because it's not like you can go out. Like you – when I – as a coach, you know, nowadays, for the most part, players don't leave their rooms, you know, because right. of notoriety. But one of the things I used to enjoy, especially when I was with Chuck Daly, is and and, and Fratello. I, I loved traveling because and Isaiah, because we would go to great restaurants on the road, mm-hmm. and they would always pay, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you I, know, I, I, I just to- figured you. I did. I just you always said you forgot your. I heard you were the guy that always forgot his wallet in the room, right? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, that's a rumor. I don't know. Is it true? I never carry a wallet. First of all, <laughs> but Noah, what Chuck and I had a phenomenal re- arrangement. Um, is that I would buy him breakfast every morning, and he would get my lunch and dinner. That's he a great that. deal. It was a great deal, <laughs> and all he would want is a hot tea and maybe a muffin. So I would even even at the Four Seasons, it was seven bucks. You know, I would, <laughs> you know, when we go to Chicago, we go to Gibson's, man. That thing is a hundred, hundred and twenty-five a person, right? Mm. And I'm, yeah, I'll take one of those desserts to go back to the room. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it was like I brought it out in a suitcase, you know. And uh, you know, it's just. But we love going out on the road to socialize, you know, to have fun right. and, and and to share. And most of the cities, people treat you good. Players couldn't do that, but in room service and stuff, and that's hard life. It's a hard right. life. And now the protocol says no guests in the room. So even if your uh, brother or sister, uncle lives in that town, they're not allowed to come see you. That's 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 not fun. I'm sure that's who the players were seeing. Is there relative? I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Everyone's going to catch up with fans, right? Yeah. This is a family. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Just out of playing devil's advocate, is there any way that this can work in Brooklyn? Can or can't? Can. Can? Can, yes. <laughs> and that Iowa accent was getting me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Absolutely. I mean, because, I mean, and the reason I'm asking is because you in particular thrive, you would thrive in this type of scenario. No, I know. I would. I would love it. I would absolutely <laughs> love it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, like. How could it work though? Just so give me it, like. Well, here's why. It, it, first of all, the offensive style of both Steve Nash and Dan Tony is in their favor. Mm-hmm. They're not going to yes. overload them with yes. X's and O's. 
no one on their coaching staff has ever won a championship. Oh, I've been, I, I've been wanting to talk about that. Ooh, I've been wanting to but talk. They're about very that. driven. Yes, <laughs> they're very driven, and that's good. Yeah, that's good. Right. And so I, I think yes, it can. This league, no one plays defense that I can find anymore, barely. So that's not a factor. Whereas the Bulls, Pistons, someone we shut you down. The Lakers are the closest thing, maybe. The Lakers, as I said, yeah. The Lakers, Lakers I think. But yeah. as a, a general thing in a rule, it's right. just like, you know, this is like really hard. Uh, the best teams aren't – it always was the best teams in the league were great defensive teams. It's not that right. way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know I'm, I'll almost venture to say – Milwaukee, I don't think at all is at all, and uh, Austin, no, and I think the Lakers are. Um, I don't, I, you know, certainly Denver's not. I, I don't. Yeah, I think the I, Lakers are probably the the only team that's capable of turning it on, relying on yeah. their defense to get stops. Well, to here's, win. here's why. Uh, first of all. They're well coached, okay, and that's a, right. that's a. When I say that, I'm saying, well, aren't the other teams well coached? Of course, but what he has done is he's made the players to focus, and all he's doing is giving them. He's more concerned about them defensively than offensively. So what he's emphasizing as a coach, and I believe this, you can only emphasize a few things. He's saying, if we're going to win, we're going to be a great defensive team. So offensively, he's got so much talent. He doesn't have to overcoach them on offense. He lets them – all he wants them to do, I think, is play together. Mm-hmm. Play together. And and when you – but he, here's why they're good defensively. He's – KCP really guard people. LeBron can guard. AD can guard. Gasol's a space – can take up space. And he's sound defensively, but he's not a – shot blocker right so they got a lot of guys that know how to play defense mm-hmm. and and i think that's really important and so i think they're committed to a, a system defensively and i think that's why they're ahead of everyone else now what about now tell me how this is going to work i right, get back to brooke i want to see <laughs> i want to hear how this could work what do you do with this group well what they're gonna do what they're gonna do i think is just hopefully get them all to the game <laughs> okay that's a start you know, coach. That's a start. A start. Uh, you know I, I think that you know james will be happy for now every year remember james wants a new toy to play with <laughs> he wants chris paul he wants Wes. <laughs> westbrook yeah you know he, you know he, he wanted uh you know now and he said okay you know i'll take johnny wall and i'll take to marcus yeah okay i get some more toys for christmas and then <laughs> All of a sudden, he says, I go to a couple of parties, and they, I say, you know what? I, I want to go to Brooklyn. Now, I grew up in Jersey, across the river. Right. Brooklyn's never looked that good to me, okay? <laughs> so many people like it, okay? It's not as – it's a little overrated. I understand people want to go to L.A. and Miami and stuff like that. Brooklyn ain't my first choice, Okay. <laughs> You know, but I want to go there. I don't know. I mean, you know, never, never knew it. You know, but anyway. So now he's got his wish. Yeah, he got his wish. 
he's there. Now they have to show up and they got to play and the pressure's going to be on them. The pressure's got to be on them because now they got to win. The guy that really has a free pass are the coaches in essence, but they don't, they can't have a free pass because they need to win more than anyone. Um, you know, and Sean, you know, he's, he's throwing all the chips in the middle, which is okay. He, he's, you know, that's okay. He's doing that. That's what you should do as a leader. You know, don't be afraid to make decisions. And he's doing that. So they got talent. Now they got to make sure they fit, get the other pieces. They gave away their shop blocking center. They got the one left over, but you know, it's a real, you know, he's just got to rebound block shots if he still has that ability to do so. It's not going to be as easy as they think. They have some roster spots, I think, to pick up some people uh, that they can get at the trade deadline or whatever for minimum. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's it's not easy to build a culture during a season also. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, culture is something. Culture is that overused word in business and, and sport, and, and it's really about the way culture is the outcome of the way people behave. That's what a culture is. And so it's, you don't get culture by writing it on your website. <laughs> <laughs> coach, you're hot today. Coach, 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 you're hot today, coach, coach. My new year, hey. baby. My new year. I hey. hey, coach, you're hot today. Okay, coach, I got, I, got, I got another question for you. I got one more question for you, you know. Does this team, the Brooklyn Nets, do they have enough grit? That's a word. That, oh, we love that word, don't we, Beach? We love we love that word now. We that's the new word. Do they have enough grit? Well, they, let's put it this way. Let's take our mind view skills. They have they have hope. That's what they did this deal for. They have a lot of hope. But when things don't go well, do you have enough grit, resilience that that you have you have that ability to dig down and persevere when things are really hard and everything's going against you? That when you get down in a playoff series, do you have that ability to dig down? Or you get down 15 in the third quarter, do you have it? Can you get a stop when you need it? That's grit. I don't know. Now, mm. now we both know your mindset will change frequently. They'll say when they all get together and they all get <laughs> tested, that they'll say, oh, yeah, we all got grit. We all got it. You know? But you, you find out if you have grit and resilience when the shit hits the fan yep. <laughs> and things start going the other way. Mm-hmm. Every, and you know what? Every team I've ever coached in almost 50 years of coaching, things go, go sideways. Mm-hmm. Every team, right? Mm-hmm. World championship teams, they go sideways. Might be for a week, might be for a day, might be for a couple weeks. They'll go sideways on you. And Chuck Daly used to have this wonderful, wonderful quote. He said, coaching is like flying an airplane. There's going to be a lot of turbulence. My job is I got to land the plane safely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what you got to do. Do they have people there that can re- land the plane safely? And guess what? It ain't just the coach. You need assistance in landing the plane safely. Yep. That's the players. That's the front office. That's the owner. That's all the support people. It's not easy. So it'll be good. You know, if we were on sports or talk radio, it would be nice. There'll be great discussions in New York on WFAN and, and all these other places. That'll be great. 
but we have a podcast so we can just talk about it throughout the world. So that's- <laughs> yeah, you know, the late Johnny Bach, you remind me when you said that he would always tell me, he would say, VJ, don't tell me how rough it is out there in the ocean. Just bring in the ship. He would always yeah. say that. I love it. He would always he would always say that to me and and uh I I love Coach Bachper. He would always he would always tell me that. He would don't tell me how rough it is. Well Johnny kept it real. <laughs> oh Johnny, he, oh, Johnny he was a tough uh, son of a bitch too. Oh man, he was um he was uh, and when you say straight shooter. <laughs> it was funny, you know, like you know, you know, when the when the pistons and bulls would want to get in the little tussle and shit, I, I looked over and I wanted Tex winner, you know. <laughs> I, I'll fight him, shit. I'm thirty seven, he's about eighty. I'll fight him. <laughs> and, and, and I told Brendan Malone, you, you go take on Johnny Bach and you say, oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Bach, man. Johnny Bach was, <laughs> oh, oh, he, man, he was. He was great. I loved him. Uh, yeah, but, but that, that, that's a, this is a, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens. And that's what's, yes. That's why I read the wonderful quote this morning and said, professional sports, but really NBA basketball. It puts the Kardashians to shame. It's now become <laughs> it really does. It yeah. is just incredible what can happen. It is <laughs> except we have more episodes. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yeah, coach. You said we put this. We put them to shame now, coach. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. We yeah. We. we yeah, we, we know what's going to happen with them every time. So, <laughs> same old shit, right? The same old shit. This stuff, you don't know where it's going. Yep. You don't know what's happening, you know? All of a sudden, like, a show could be just on getting tested. You know what I mean? Straight up. I want to see one of these guys put the nasal swab up in another guy's nose, like, try to pass the test or uh, no, but- coach, coach, you're too hot, coach. Coach, coach you're too hot. Oh, Tate, I don't know how we do it, Tate. I love it, coach. Coach, we got to stop it. We got to keep the game. We always said on this show, we're going to just talk about the things on the court. We, I think we've kind of veered off a little bit today. I think we... I apologize. I don't but know what but that's what we said. We, we had to figure out what was going on, the human side of the basketball. You know what I mean? This is what this is. Right, Tate. No, that's it. You know, we're just trying to expose the... You know what? The fans, and I, and I mean this, we love fans. They think it's just, it's like, uh, you know, you know that, you know, like it's a video game. And the best guys win. Yeah, or the the team that has the most scores or all stars win. That's not how it works. It's not. It's not, coach. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's how it works in my house, coach. <laughs> I love your wife and your son. <laughs> oh, he's on something. He's on something. Oh, he's going to another level. <laughs> I got too much invested in Julian. I got too much invested in it. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not going there. I just mess it with you, coach. I got coach is about to go. He's about to really go off on me. I ain't touching anything. Get my family on. I don't care. Oh man, I love it. Well, coach, sir, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you sharing uh, some thoughts on this Brooklyn experiment. We're gonna keep our eyes on it. We're gonna talk about the basketball once it begins. Uh, we're gonna have you back on. I'm sure to, to to laugh with us and to talk about all these crazy things. And we always appreciate you, coach. 
thanks, Pete. You're the best. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, thank you for coming on with another episode. <laughs> this is event planning yes. episode one. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are event planners. <laughs> they did these shits on the internet, so they can take us off the air. Holy crap. <laughs> I found I appreciate out the you, Coach. podcast was in 140 countries. It'll soon be off in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Coach, you take it easy today. You know what? Relax. Really? I appreciate it. It's uh, hey man, I, I'm, I've got to show up. I got to lead. I can't take a day off. Mm, mm. <laughs> Keep leading, Coach. We need it. Thank you so much. Okay. All right, Coach. Let's do it. See you, man.